Hello and welcome to a debrief for the 20th of March 2021 after another goalless afternoon for the Dons. Nine games out of the last ten we have failed to score. Incredible you would think but no we've lived it and suffered every minute of it and um, Martin that was that was more suffering again today. Uh, let's focus on what sort of did change I suppose. Frankly my alarm bell started ringing when I saw the lineup because it was the sort of setup. Four five one, with um, two wide players meant to help assist uh, in attack, which uh, which I think is what most a lot of people believe is how McInnes used to set up going to Glasgow, and it wasn't actually always quite as defensive as we saw today. It's still the same group of players. You're still trying to get a tune out of guys whose confidence is through the floor. He's he's got Camberry up front up front there by himself, but then you posted you know you posted the. It's a touch map, and he's he's kind of we're not really getting getting further forward enough, despite the fact we've got a packed a packed five in midfield, and Camberry just seemed to be dropping into midfield as well. I mean, I thought first half I thought we were okay, but particularly the guys at the the, the hedges and Rob McLean on commentary seemed to think you know that we were Brazil reincarnated in that first half, um, but. No, it was. Um, I thought we we're okay in the first half, and just it isn't. It isn't the start of a brand new day, definitely. But there was there was some small positive signs in that first half. But it just seems to be, you know, this season is just it's 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 totally went in a tailspin this season, and it doesn't really show show any sign of being able to pull it up. I presume the the intention was for Campbell and McCrory to try and get forward where possible, as much as possible, to try and support Canberra. But yeah, beyond that first forty five minutes, it, and it, that's the same pattern that's been in all three games against Dundee United this season. I mean, whatever attacking ideas or intent we had, and the other two games we had a lot more, and probably were a lot more on top in those first halves, and probably should have been ahead. Mickey Mellon been able to make the changes to nullify. Partly that and partly us getting too frustrated and, and uh, too bogged down to completely nullify whatever attacking intent we had. One of the things that did change was um, was obviously we weren't very short from goal kicks and um, we invited Dun United's high press onto us. Now, this is all well and good, Martin, if you've got a goalkeeper and two centre-halves who are very comfortable on the ball. Um, we've got Joe Lewis, who I think it's fair to say isn't the best with the ball at his feet, and Andy Considine and Ash Taylor as centre backs. Surely, if you're going to do that, at least try at least put McCrory at centre back or somebody who's going to be better on the ball. Because all too often, we did end up just going long from from one of those three, and 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 sometimes Joe Lewis managed to find a, um, one of the fullbacks who was spare, but not very often. So it stretched the game. Maybe that was part of the game plan, but you know if that's part of the game plan to stretch it, you need to get a bit of pace in behind. And again, we never got the players in position really to get in behind. No, we didn't. I mean, that's, I, I suppose that comes from having having the five in midfield, where you know if you're trying to get someone in behind, you've got what you've got one guy. And admirably supported, I thought by Campbell. I thought in the first half, Dean Campbell had a pretty good. Pretty, no, he was a pretty, he was pretty good. You were playing four at the back. It gives you that option of having you know, having more players, not perhaps not getting caught uh, as much. But we were we were walking a, walking a tightrope, uh, and you know, it was only a matter of time before a slack pass uh, slack pass out of defence was going to be you know, was going to co- um, create a chance for Dundee United. You know, and it, and it, it happened. It eventually happened during the first half. Was you no, know, we, we all saw it coming a mile off. Um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, 
But Sheeran's trying to impose a bit of his own kind of will onto that team. Fair enough. He's had how many days? Is it maybe what ten days? Ten days of training, whatever it is, with him. So he's obviously trying to impose something that he w- wants to see. Maybe the type of football he wants to play. Um, but you've got to, you've got to realise the personnel that you have. You don't you don't just kind of start playing a certain way to the detriment of the detriment of the team with the with the, comp- with the players that you have. I just think as well, it's the sort of thing which you know they can maybe look very good at doing on a a good quality hybrid training pitch that yeah. like they've got out the road, but on a dry bobbly surface like we saw at Tanadice, it's again you're just inviting problems. And yeah, we were very fortunate not to concede through that. Um, speaking about Dean Campbell, I mean, yeah, we probably have the sort of chance of the first half and um, fell his way and. You know, fair play for getting a, a, a decent connection on it first time um, when the cross from Conor McLennan comes to him. And, um, you know, he might have got lucky with the deflection that might have sneaked in. But in many ways, you know, that is the story of the season because he's got a bit of space in that box and there's just not the composure to try and take it down to feed somebody else in or, or, or to maximise your chances of that opportunity. It's just a case of slashing wildly when you see a half chance. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, composure. That's that's exactly what it comes from, you know. I mean, and you know, the, the deflection goes, come, you know, bounces, hits off the post, it goes out for goes out for a corner. You know, it just, I mean, if you believe in, if you believe that luck was a, was a real thing, then I mean, we can't even score like a really scloughy, crappy goal like that at the moment. It's just there is just nothing, <laughs> nothing coming off for us at all at the moment, and that, that was the, that was the chance. You know, you can put that away. Conf- you know, the guy, the confidence will spread throughout the team. Finally, they're finally getting a goal against them this season. Uh, but instead, you know, just you know, the game just it's, it's it gets it gets scrappier and scrappier as it goes on. Uh, just yeah, just it just it's just typical. It's just this season, this season defined in one you know, six second spell. Uh, Jack McKenzie obviously is uh, somebody there'll be a bit of focus on making his debut today. Yeah. Um, Early on, it was clear that United were focusing quite a lot down the right-hand side, um, down his side. Um, and, you know, probably a mark of how well he was doing that started to change. They started to go down a bit more down Tommy Hoban's side. Uh, again, we'll note that Hoban got the nod at right-back and um, the the other right-back in the squad is playing golf this afternoon. Um but, you know, we can't talk about Jack McKenzie without talking about his contribution to the goal. And it it, it was naive, I, I think. And there's a lot happens between him uh, losing that ball on the touchline and the goal being scored. But, um, you know, ultimately, it was a bit of naivety from, from Jack there. Yeah, but it does. I mean, you know, he, finds, he finds himself pulled. No, he, he loses the ball and then instead of recovering, he finds himself dragged away from what should probably be his man as well. Um, and you know, there's a, there's a lot of football played before that ball gets in the net as well. But you know it comes from, like you say, the fact is they did try and expose him a little bit in the first half. It didn't really work. Uh, you know, it comes in the second half where though again he's a young he's a young player. He's learned he'll make you know I'm sure he'll make you know make mistakes. Um, and it's unfortunate that that's happened to him. You know, and yeah, I think you know you can't let. You can't let this kind of go by without without noting the fact, you know, one of our right backs, um, as unprofessional a, a prick as you're likely to see, you know, tweeting a picture of him playing golf when the team are playing, um, 
I've not been been really I've been praised praised Logan a lot over this podcast, but tweeting something like that when the teams when the, the run the teams on when you're still being played by the club, um, I can't stress how much he can he can get to fuck. I mean, it was petulant, nothing more than that, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, yeah it's gonna it's gonna annoy a certain type of uh, type of fan, and uh, that's obviously the real house of fan which you fall right into, Martin. Absolutely, right in there. <laughs> Um, if, if, if we hadn't scored, you know, if we'd maybe scored one more than one goal in 10 games, <laughs> then I might be feeling better about it. But right at the moment, that is exactly the thing that's going to get on my nerves. I just On the topic of Sheeran, and I don't think he was ever going to be a live contender for the job. Um, but at what point in that second half, when you see yourself getting less and less opportunities on the break and that's really how our opportunities in the first half came about and um, you're being pushed further and further back and then United are being more and more threatening at what point do you concede that your setup system isn't working is it going to be before the 86th minute well it really sh- it really should be to be honest I mean this is this is as live a job interview as you're going to find for someone like Paul Sheeran. I, know, I, mean, I don't think he's a serious contender for the job, but you know he's got he's got, him having him having the opportunity to actually manage the team gives him gives him a decent opportunity to show what he can do. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, he, he makes what he made one change about seventy, about 70 minutes, I think it was from it takes, it takes McGinn on, and that was um, just a light for light change. And that was just a light for light change, and there was no real change there. And then eighty six minutes, you know, you have this this throw of the dice, really, which which it was. Um, you know, just putting a triple substitution. Not sure what that was. What that was thinking there. I mean, you know, the game was the game was crying out for subs before that, and you not know, an actual change before that because Dundee United today weren't weren't anything well they aren't anything great but today they weren't anything impressive you know I wasn't you know, I wasn't blown away by anything they did they did some of the basics decent and pr- decent but instead you know, we find ourselves watching a game that was just a game that was just falling apart even even before the goal and then they score the goal on the hour and nothing really happens they'd been They'd been the better team for the sort of ten minutes before the goal, and that comes in. We don't really, we don't really compete after that. And you would have liked to have seen, you know, a bit of positivity from him. You know, he's the caretaker manager. You know, he's he's he obviously wants to be. In, you imagine he wants to be involved with the team next season, whether it's as whether it's in the big job or whether it will be, you know, as a on the coaching team. And you know, that wasn't that's the sort of thing that I don't think impresses people. Where you just, uh, you know, it's more of the same, um, the kind of stuff you'd seen with the previous manager, where you don't make changes in this run we've been on, um, and yet again we find ourselves with no points. It just seemed and spoke of an afternoon of a team, of a, a of a team of coaches as well, going through the motions. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, I think we're all pretty much we're both, you know. We're all pretty much done, fed up with this season, um, wanting it, want it to be over. And you kind of you look at some of the team, and you think they feel. I think that you think they feel that way as well. Um, there's just a, a, a will for this season to just end, uh, because you know, understand. You know, he's going to have. He'll have a little bit more time now before the next game. 
but you know, depending on depending on obviously the situation whether there is a manager. But there's so much of this nonsense about oh, this season's gone. Like, even a win today, even a win today after the run we've had. Even if they put the bare minimum, and we can't talk about Dundee United being good, all they had to do was show a basic sheen of confidence in their yeah. backline and be able to repel whatever we could manage, and show a bit of composure when it came to it in the box to score their goal, which we sorely lacked when we had similar, when we had opportunities. So even a win today, and you're down to four points, you have hips to play at home, you've won, you know, for the first time in ages, and you know suddenly you can look up, even at this point in the season. They were. They were treating it like it was a, a, a bottom six dead rubber game. Yeah, I absolutely agreed. It just there was. It's everything that was said when we did the debrief after, after the last game. You know, just where it's basically the case of just no kind of real desire, no nothing, no reason to bust a gut. Just this is not. Though there was there was it's, it's, a, it's as if there's nothing to play for, and I don't know if Paul Sheeran's capable of no. It hasn't stressed what there is to play for. The players should fucking well know how much what there is to play for, because uh, we've got you no know, guaranteed group stage football next season on the line. Um, and again, you know, you, you get a win to you get right, you get a win today, and it's 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 night and day. But instead, just an absolute, totally insipid second half performance, and we we find ourselves as seven behind seven behind yeah. games now. Seven behind, very much inferior goal difference. And, you know, yeah. even at four, obviously, it was still unlikely. But, you know, you, you have a sniff of it then. Seven, it's if you hands if, you, if it's only four, because no, you just have to beat them, well, it's, and, it's, and it's one point. It's, well, no. Which is the very definition, definition of it not being an own hands. But never mind. Um, leaving that aside. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been a live prospect. I mean... And it was still a live prospect at half-time. And, and to come out in that second half, and I think part of that is, as I say, because it went the same way as the last three games, except we were carrying even less attacking threat in that first half than we did in the first two games. And it's uh, it's deeply depressing. And I suppose thinking that you know someone who's been on the coaching staff of the, that manager for seven, eight years was going to do anything drastically, fundamentally different with that same group of players... Of course, it wasn't going to be fundamentally different, but the changes that I did see were, were largely negative ones, unfortunately, this afternoon. Uh, so, yeah, not a good day. Um, I spoke before the game of, about you know opt- tanks of optimism being refilled. Well, it certainly didn't take long for for them to empty again. Um, I think due to be a Scottish Cup game next weekend, is that right? Dumbarton or Huntley next weekend, I think, is the plan. Uh, I think they're due to go ahead this midweek. Uh, if not, it is definitely two weeks to the next league game anyway. So um, we get a break from the football, which I think is really what we're all desperate for right at this point. Um, so until then, thank you, Martin, for joining me and wallowing in the misery tonight. And no thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, later this week. Until then, come on, you Reds.